297 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's all about Magic the Gathering. Whether you are new to the game of Magic, returning, you're headed out to a PPTQ, a GP, an RPTQ, or whatever other else way you're going to play it. Whether Or maybe you're just hanging out at your kitchen table. This podcast is for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And we support all forms of magic in any combination of letters. That's right. <laughs> any set of letters that you mm-hmm. want to put together to yes. spell the kind of magic that you feel like playing we're here for it you know what i wrote down so the code the twitter code or hashtag that's the word for it for guilds of ravnica is uh mtg grn yes guilds of ravnica and uh, today i wrote it as gnr so (laughs) guns and roses (laughs) mtg guns and roses (laughs) and i just thought about how we've had dreams in the past of designing a huey lewis and the news theme set for magic and now that's just like well now we've got the supplemental set that'll come after it for guns and roses themed magic yes. set nice so you know we have big plans for r&d yeah, they, we, they, they don't know really what's coming do. they could have no idea actually we've talked about it a lot so yes they, they, they might probably know. some of them know <laughs> Some of them. On um, today's show, we've got a grab bag of fun for you. There's a lot of stuff that's been going on. Oh my goodness. Guilds is here. Guilds it's is finally here. here. Guilds Gosh. is here. It's been such a lead up. It's been such a build up. It's I been know. such an excitement. I'm so excited too, still after playing the pre-release because it was awesome. Yes. So we're uh, going to talk about that. And and it's on Arena. Yeah. And anyone can play Arena now. <gasps> oh, yes. It is I mean, I'll save all of my words. Yeah, for we've later, got more words on it. But Arena. I've had so many words for it. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to play Flavor Text Theater for the first time with Guilds of Ravnica with this Ooh, beautiful pack. Look at this pack. That we won at the pre release. Wow. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we won packs. <laughs> That's right. That's right. More about that later. And last week on the show, we said we would talk briefly about um, the statement from uh, Jerry Thompson about not playing the world championship and so we're gonna make good on that statement coming up at the end of the show yeah well that's a lot of stuff what a roller coaster i don't know if we could fit it all in Except one show the roller coaster is mostly just the part where it goes okay wait this is a what? problem that i'm having now with this with, this with metaphor. the metaphor okay so you want it to just keep getting better right so it's just going up <laughs> Exactly, but here's the problem is that's the worst part of the roller coaster. <laughs> so like Would you go on a roller coaster that only went up and then that that was done? Uh, yeah, that's my kind the of roller end. coaster. Are you scared of roller coasters? Yes. I don't know if I knew that. Oh wow. I mean I'm not as afraid as I used to be. I used yeah. to not go on them. Now I'll go on roller coasters, but like I'm pretty afraid. Which is odd because as a child you trust adults more, right? Yeah. You're like, well, adults built this. There's yeah. no way something could be wrong and with this. And as an adult, I'm like, wow, we make a lot of mistakes. Wow. Adults <laughs> a lot of times are good at their jobs. Are, there are a lot of people <laughs> who are not good at what they do. And one of them might have worked on this. <laughs> All right. Wow. We're also here to scare you about roller coasters. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. New podcast goal. Record an episode on a roller coaster. Wow. Wow. That's a big goal. That's a long time on a roller coaster. Also, like, the big problem is you can't take stuff with you. True. It could go flying off. Exactly. Like, that sounds just like a good way to lose a microphone. <laughs> Before we get into our show or any more roller coaster talk, big thank you to everybody who supports our show and our videos on patreon.com slash glhfmagic. 
That's right. You are helping keep this show alive and on the airwaves and on the video waves and broadcasting out of your cat's mouth. Yeah, it's all because of you. Thank you to everybody who signed up. As little as $5 a month, $125 a podcast episode can get you into our squirrel level uh, for supporting us on Patreon. You get access to our Discord. And our Discord is the cutest place on the internet. I love I will, it. I will stake that claim. I know it's a bold one, but like just today, there are a bunch of people being like, happy fall. I know. And sharing different places to read spooky stories. Like that's adorable. So not only are you supporting us, but you're joining a really wonderful and kind community of people yeah. that we adore. Thank you as well to cardkingdom.com. You can go there to uh, support us using the link cardkingdom.com slash GLHF and buy whatever you need. Do you want to play this with your friends? Do you want to play Guilds of Ravnica with your friends in a friend draft? We do. Yeah. Where should you get box? Maybe Card Kingdom. Hey, Card Kingdom. Hey, do you, uh, do you want to, you know, play magic? Yeah. Get your stuff to play magic at Card Kingdom. You can ask for a GLHF sticker and they'll put one in your order because that's just the kind of people they are over there. Nice. Nice. That's cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. It's time for your magic news. Wow. A lot has been happening. That's accurate. Extra, extra. Read all about it. (laughs) The well, pre-release happened this weekend. <laughs> My goodness, did you know the Guilds of Ravnica is now being played all around the world? Wow, I did, old-time newscaster. What guild did you play? I played, I played, is it? I was asking old-time oh, newscaster. Ah, old-time newscaster played Golgari. Ooh, why? Because they're old-timey like me. <laughs> I'll just have to take your word for it. Yeah, I played as well. We both did, turns out. (laughs) We played at our local game store. Me, you, and Old Time Newscaster. And Old Time Newscaster played at Lodestone Coffee and Games. Big shout out to them for being an awesome store uh, that we can go and play pre releases at. If you're ever in the Minneapolis St. Paul area, give them a check. Yes. Give them a check out. Check them out. That's the best way to say that. If you're looking for a place, they have. They have magic events that you can go to all nights of the week. Yeah. They also have D&D events. They board have other games. board game events. You should absolutely and go coffee. check them out. And pretzels and oh, waffles. Yes. And cinnamon rolls that are like enormous. Yeah. And every time I see someone eating one, I'm like, you made a good choice today. Absolutely. Good job. All right. Anyways. So how was your experience overall? You had you got Is It? Yes. I had a great time. Yeah, me too. We're going to talk more about this later, right? Oh, yeah. We're in news. Sorry. Yeah, but that's okay. You're just like getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> News is that the pre-release happened, which means that this coming weekend, yes. this Friday night, release. Release. Yeah. Wow. Are you excited? I am very excited. I want to see what people are brewing up. Yes. Same. I cannot wait to see what new standard decks, because I was realizing as I was playing on guilds this past weekend, looking at standard stuff, I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't I know what no people idea. are going to make. I have a guess. Yeah. I feel like we're going to see some aggressive Boros decks. Yeah, I agree. That's my main guess. um, I've also seen like some green white knights. Ooh. Uh, I know Craig Wesco wrote an article about it this week, and I've seen a couple of builds that have like Knight of Autumn that have a lot of history of Benalia. I'm in for that. Marshall and like a lot of other uh, Conclave Tribunal as it's like cheap. Sure. Removal spell. Um, so I'm excited to see also where that deck goes. You played a version on Arena with Spybug. 
Yes. There's like a, it's a turbo surveil deck where you get out a spy <laughs> bug, which is the little one, one for blue, black. And whenever you surveil, it's a one, one with flying and menace. Whenever you surveil, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Cool. And then you put out a doom whisperer where you can pay tr- two life and surveil two. And then you just put a billion counters on your Demir spy bug and you attack them. The spy bug is so good. Yeah. Anyway, we'll save that talk for later. But yeah, that sounds like a cool deck, too. It was it was a lot of fun to play. Um, I don't know yet if that's actually a good deck, but it was fun to play. That's for sure. And that means coming up this weekend, we're going to see our first limited Grand Prix hit the big stage, which is in Montreal. That's right. You're going to be there. I am going to be there. And if you're Canadian, I hope you're there, too. Yes. Or, or not Canadian. <laughs> or whatever. You don't have to be Canadian to go to the Montreal <laughs> Grand Prix. I wish I got an honorary like Canadian citizenship oh, for going same. there. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. Yeah, but I'm super excited to talk about the cards for the first time at the Grand Prix level and see people play some limited with them because it's this is absolutely, yeah. in case you didn't know, my favorite time to do a tournament yeah. is immediately after the release of a new set. And we'll talk about this a little bit more in our pre-release thoughts, but yes. I'm like really excited to see how this sealed format plays out. Me too. Because it feels like it could go any number of directions. I, I completely agree. So many ways. Okay, here's another news item. Yes. Arena is now in open beta. That's right. That means you, yes, you, you can go and download Arena. Yeah, you do you. not need a special code anymore. No. Um, it is still, because it's still in open beta, it's not in, it's not released yet. It is still only available on Windows yeah. platforms. Um, but... You know, I'm excited for when I can play it on my Mac and I will never... Actually, that'll be bad for me. I'll never stop <laughs> actually, playing. Actually, I'm walking this back. I'm walking this actually, back. Actually, that'll be very <sighs> problematic. I play on Parallels on my Mac and it runs yeah. perfectly fine if anybody was wondering about that. Yeah. Um, a lot of people asked me actually at the pre-release, like, are you paid to say like that you want to play Arena and that it's sweet? And I'm like, no. No, no it just <laughs> is. It just is. Uh, so go go and get it. Also, um, if you... There are two codes. One you there's if you went to the pre-release there is a little token in your pre-release box yeah. that has a code on the back free sealed um, that gets you a free sealed event Sweet. which is awesome and then there's also uh what what's the is that the other code still working y- yes you can use the other code once per account for three free, yes. free ravnica packs which is play ravnica play ravnica capital p capital r yeah it is case sensitive uh so yeah One there's word. also some sweet yeah get on, get on out there and get your value out of that yeah for sure um it's it's great. It's so great. It's great. And as you said, new standard coming up, NGP yes. Montreal Limited. This weekend, Holy I can't buckets. wait. So only more news to come in the future. Yeah. So get old-timey newscaster ready, because next week, there's oh, going to be man. more news. The He's news never gonna stops. He's going to have a lot of news to, to report. <laughs> of Ravnica pre-release. Wow. Yeah. It happened. It happened. We were there. It was like I was waiting for so long for it to happen and then it happened. And then it happened. And it was great. And it was like almost a sh- it was a shock. It was like yeah. it's here. It's, it's here. It's here. finally here. We've been waiting for so long. We brought our, uh, yeah, we've our, brought our decks, decks. Our respective decks. Yeah. Maria. Yes. Tell me, tell me about your experience from the beginning. So I went in. Uh, I thought you were like likely to play Demir. Yes. So I tried to s- secure a different guild. Now, originally, I was going to play Celestia. Yes. But I will say that I played my fair share of Arena, which had sealed events for Guilds of Ravnica available before the pre-release. Yeah. And I liked Golgari. 
because yeah. I thought there were some sweet cards that I could open, namely Vraska yeah. or Assassin's Trophy or stuff like that. Not for the value, but just because these are good and limited. Yeah. Um, um, as Magic Von Expert calls them, the, the Gari. Gari. Yes, the Gari, excuse me. And uh, so, yeah, I ended up with Golgari. But here's the thing. My deck was red and white. Wow. What a surprise. <laughs> what oh, I didn't, a shock. I didn't de-sideboard. The Stephanie Clarion was out of my sideboard, everybody. Okay. Nice. I'm not that kind of person. But yeah. Wow. I built be. a Boros deck. You should not be that kind of person. <laughs> and um, it was pretty sweet, actually. I yeah. had some pretty good cards. Inspiring Unicorn, which it gives an anthem attack when you have... A, when an anthem effect when you attack, including itself, yeah, and it's just a, uh, it becomes a three-three rock charger. I had a pair of these, aka Pegasus Courser, mm-hmm. sends something to the air. You've got to have a pack beast in this deck. You just gotta inescapable blaze deal six to anything. Yes, you need that to help finish out the game. You love this card, Megan Garrison Servant, uh, Sergeant Sergeant. Yes. Yeah. This card is turns. so good. Um, three-three double strike as long as you control a gate. Spoiler alert: I splashed two of those. Wow. That's how many gates did you have? Four. Four. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Um, just quickly. And it's a perfect splash because it's like, oh, I'll, I, you're splashing off of gates. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, of course, oh, well, if here I'm we able go. to cast it, it already has double strike. I had a Legion Guild Mage, which, you know, you've got to have that Sweet in card. your Boros deck. Hammer Dropper. We this, got Tajik. Tajik, one of the best cards easily. Yeah in the deck and i had a sick combo with tajik and legion war bo- boss which is the goblin that makes yeah. another goblin during combat so wow. I get a free three well, three with mentor this is, this is really pretty solid. good yeah and i had a pair of fresh face recruits which is the two one first strike on your turn yeah which i think is monumentally important for the boros deck if you're thinking about draft especially along cards like wojek bodyguard which is a three three can attacker block alone mentor i played two of these in my deck this card is so good it's it's so solid. A 3-3 is just giant. You're always going to get a trigger really off of solid, it. It's really solid. 3-3 for 3 is a solid body. Yeah. And, yeah, a 3-power three, three power mentor is so important. Agree. It's it's a great 100%. card. 100%. Like, for example, Blade Instructor, which is a 3-1 mentor for 3. Yeah. I was like, come on, that always dies. But it what, does. what I wasn't taking into consideration was it's going to trade when it dies, number one. Yeah. Number two, it's going to mentor into something else. Yeah. I like it. Same. But I did not initially have that thought. Here's my overall thought on Boros. Yeah. I went 3-1, by the way, and only lost in the finals to another lady who's also playing Boros deck, which is awesome. Yeah. And um, But here's the thing. It, Mentor, I was not sold on it, how powerful it was, and as how, and as how would it work as a mechanic? Would I like it? Yeah. I thought it made Boros gameplay very, very interesting. More interesting than I recall ever Boros gameplay being. Yeah. I had to make some really interesting decisions and tough decisions on what I wanted to die in combat, what I wanted to pump up, where I wanted to put my mentor triggers. So I give a big thumbs up to mentor. I think it's a great mechanic. They did a fantastic job designing it and it makes for more interesting, aggressive gameplay. There you go. How about you? Um, so I got Is It. Yep. Um, the way it worked, uh, we uh, we pre-released it Lodestone. Mm-hmm. And the way they did it was uh, they just gave everyone random. Yeah. And then you could trade. They gave time to trade. Yeah. Um, and I got his, handed an Is It box and I was just like, do you know what? I'm just going to roll with Why this. not? Like, I, I love blue, as we all know. Yes. Um, and like, I'm, I'm willing to try this, even though... Let's admit it, going into it, I think a lot of people were like, is it seems a little bit underpowered. Like maybe you won't be able to make it work and sealed. Exactly. It seems like a difficult color pair to to see work and sealed. Um, It was was great. 
Um, spoiler, I went, I mean, at this point, I'm just reporting it. Uh, I went, I went 4 <laughs> With this yes, deck. Yes, you did. And, and was, you did not think this deck was particularly strong. No, I did not. Uh, you can watch our, uh, we'll have our pre-release yes. blog up tomorrow. No, yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday, yes, so that that'll be tomorrow. tomorrow. And you can you can see this a little bit more specifically, what I'm laying out here. But I ended up, I so I built my deck and I yeah. was like, this feels underpowered. Uh, my creatures are, I don't have a lot of great creatures. They're not super powerful. All of my removal is only damage removal, which can sometimes be a problem if someone plays something really big and you just can't deal yeah. with it because all of your stuff like deals four and it has five toughness. And I'll admit that I think sometimes I did well because I drew well. But I think that's also in part because of Jumpstart. Yes, Jumpstart is an incredible <laughs> mechanic. Uh, there were times when it was just like late in the game. I would be drawing, I never drew lands because any land that I drew, I could just pitch to something in my graveyard and get a spell back. Yeah. There were times when my curve topped out at six with, I was splashing an affectionate Indrik. Nice. So I was blue red. look at your mana base. So you had Guildgate, Guildgate, two Gateway Plaza. Okay. Yeah. I played no forests and no planes. Wow. I don't know if I would have put that Indrik. That's a... That's a it's creative move. I mean, it's a great card. It's a single green and it's so good. Yeah. And I don't, maybe I wouldn't have if I hadn't been playing some online and just seen how impactful it is. Yeah. It's a 4-4 four, four and it fights. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, so maybe I wouldn't have. And I had two Garrison Sergeant, which are the 3-3 three, three, uh, double strikers. Yeah. And those cards are just, they're just great. They're just big, solid creatures, which is kind of what my deck needed at the end. Uh, and I also, I, I never had this happen, but the Indrik, I was always like, well, if I draw it and I can't get, and I can't cast it, I can just pitch it to jumpstart something in my graveyard. Sure. Which I think was helpful. You've got two goblin electromancers as yes. well, which is critical to help you cast some of your spells. Yes. Uh, and then I had a hypothesisal. Nice. Amazing. This card is so good. I love it so much. And drawing it just feels like the best. It's the it's, best feeling drawing hypothesis. It is all. fantastic. You draw it and you're like, this is incredible. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, draw I, two, deal four to something? Yeah. Okay. I had a copy of Beacon Bolt, which is the one that deals damage to target creature equals to the total number of, total number of instant and sorcery cards you own in exile and in your graveyard. And it has jumpstart. I once dealt six damage to something. <laughs> I had a lot of instant and sorceries. It was great. Sick. And like I said, sometimes it felt like just piecing it together. Like I did have two Wojak bodyguards and two Muse Drakes. So sometimes my plan and two fire urchins. So sometimes my plan was like, oh, I'll play like a cheap tutu or a, or a little flyer and I'll play a bodyguard and I'll attack and, and yeah. mentor onto these smaller creatures. It Pump just felt like Drake. a flexible deck. I was able to do whatever I needed to do. There were times when if my opponent wasn't doing anything, I could be a beatdown deck very easily. Uh, there was a time when I like I have two copies of Direct Current, and two of them, like three of the four castings, were at my opponent's face. So I just like sixed them with Direct Currents. <laughs> That's um, the thing with Is It in Boros? PSA: If you ever think your life total can be six or less, you you're are wrong. probably wrong. Yeah. Anyways, it just it felt so flexible. If I needed to be beat down, I could be beat down. But at the same time, my cards were at a place where I could also block a lot of the time if I needed to, or I could use removal just to like hold the board. And then eventually my opponent would draw more lands than me because I wasn't drawing lands again. I was like pitching them to jumpstart. Yeah. So I was, I ended up being really happy with the deck when I, when I initially built it, I was like, this is fun, but it doesn't feel super good. 
Um, and then afterwards, I was like, you know, it's definitely better than I thought it was. So I'll give it that. So after having played the pre-release and who knows how many sealed events at this oh, point boy. between Magic Online and Magic Arena, my overall takeaway is that every guild or three color combination yeah. is good. Yeah. That's what I have to say. I agree. You know, a lot of people, I think, believe that Boros can, is nigh unbeatable when it's built correctly. And that may potentially be true, but there are plenty of ways to stop it. I have lost online to people going, like, turn one, healer's hawk. <laughs> turn two, that little 2-1 goblin that, like, pings something if it blocks uh, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Into Wojek bodyguard. It's just and like, you're, just like oh, you're dead. You're oh dead boy. before you can do anything. Yeah, so I do think Boros is extremely strong and in draft remains to be seen yeah but uh yeah boros uh is very good is it as you can see is was very good for you and is very good yeah it's just very tricksy and yeah. uh what was the card i wrote it down because i want to remind myself sonic assault which deals two to somebody and then taps a creature or taps yeah. a creature deals two with jumpstart i thought that card was going to be like kind of trash yeah gosh that card has impressed me yeah. I mean, being having cast at me and me dying. <laughs> That's how it's impressed me. Take out your blocker and then deal four to you as, as essentially over a couple yeah. of turns or maybe one. Um, yeah, I wrote it down. Uh, Demir. We love Demir. We love Surveil. Surveil is Surveil awesome. Surveil feels so good. There's so many times that I've surveilled. I In this deck, I had the uh, Demir informant oh, which is the two and a blue for a one excellent. four that surveils two when it ETBs. Yeah enters the battlefield uh so so, so good. good that card is incredible a one four it blocks everything that demir wants it i mean boros wants to do literally everything it surveils too and su surveilling too there are so many times when it's just like oh i'm gonna pitch you just pitch things that you don't want yeah goodbye lands that i didn't need exactly now i'm gonna draw gas yeah and i know what i'm gonna draw p.s oh Surveil is like, great. It's everything great that, mechanic. you know, magic players want to do. Mm -hmm. um, so Demir is my favorite guild to play right now. Yeah. Out of all of them. That's, I think, pretty easy decision for me right there. Golgari. Yeah. A lot of people, the Gari, as you may say, thought this might be the worst, worst guild. Yeah. But it does some pretty cool stuff as well. I think I usually pair it with blue. Yeah. If I have the fixing available. Golgari Finder Broker. I've got written down Find here. Find Broker. Find Broker. Yeah. <laughs> Finder Broker. <laughs> ah, which is black, black, green, green for a three, four. And you can get a permanent back from your graveyard. Very good. Into your hand. It's just excellent. Yeah. The thousand eyed. Yes. That card is dumb. I do feel a little bit like there are some cards that it relies a little bit more on. But there's like the one that's um, two black green for a 2-2. Two, two. Undergrowth enters with mm, the a counters. plus one plus one counter for each creature in your graveyard. Yeah. That card, there was a pool that I, where I had three of those. And it was just so good. Yeah. And I think if you have, like Golgari needs a little bit more specific stuff. Like it needs that. I really like it to have the little early death touchers. It wants to the trade little one, off. One death touch. Yeah, so that you can trade off a bunch. And then you play play one of those on four and, and it's a like, four four. Oh, I've got my four four. Exactly. And I've got my seven seven for four mana later. Exactly. Once again, it's like the Wojek bodyguard, which is so great. Yeah. It's a three three. And all of a sudden your opponent wants to attack with that and they're Boros. And it's like, well, I have a four four on the battlefield. Yeah. So here it is. Celestia, we talked about it just a little bit at the top. Um, yeah. Also can be very strong. Yeah. Convoke can get stuff out earlier than it should. Yeah. And once, if you can't deal with it, 
It'll run you over with its centaur's hooves. Yes, it really will. Trample on you. You will have little hoof prints all over you. <laughs> you know, like after you, if you go and get like cupping done at the massage place. Yeah. Instead, it's like little hoof marks little all hoof over marks. your body. That's kind of cute. You're probably dead, but at least yeah. it's cute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, sure. main takeaway, this format's great. So much fun. I love it. Okay. let's. I can't wait to draft it. Let's, let's, oh gosh, me too. Me yeah. too. Let's talk about so this fun. format digitally. <laughs> wow, that's right, because we're moving on. Yes. To Arena. Speaking of loving this format, how many times have you played this format in Arena, Megan? Actually, countless. <laughs> Like, I don't know. We kept saying to each other, we were like out and about doing fun things. We we're just like, oh man. Arena. Arena though. though. <laughs> it's so good. But arena, right? Am a- I right? Arena is so good, you guys. It feels you awesome all. to play. Awesome. Yes. And it's so, do you know what is weird is that I can't quite put my finger on it. Why? Why? It just feels nice to exactly. have the user interface, to have your creature smash It plays smash in. so smoothly, yeah. too. Yeah. It's so smooth, uh, and it looks so dynamic. Yeah. It's great. That being said, it's not without bugs, which you've got to keep in mind because this is still a beta. We're not in full open release yet, but yeah. you can submit them to Wizards, and yes. you'll get an email response on yeah. how your bug is being dealt with, which I think is really great. Yeah. Also, I have to say, so I, my account are, like, I think I had about 6,000 gems. Yeah. I have played at least, at least six events. Yeah. I think more. For and no I money. still have another one that I like. I have one queued. You yes. know, I have enough gems to play one more. Yeah, no, I've played paid no more money. All I've done is bought the welcome pack, which was five dollars, yeah. and I too have stre- streamed, played about like six events, and you just chain them together. Oh, if you have enough wins, it's great. Yeah, and you get like unlock new decks to play in the standard format every day. You Ugh. can modify them. I think it's fabulous. It's great. You know. This is a fun fact about Arena. Do you yeah. want to know something? Yes. Have you? I don't know if you know this. I learned this this morning at 7.30 a.m. when I was up playing Arena because I'm a degenerate. Here, here we are. Megan, do yes. you feel like you're getting mana screwed or mana flooded less on Arena? Um, yes. I would say I get mana screwed a little bit less. I feel like flood is actually honestly about the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's a reason for this. Yeah. Which I didn't know. Wait. I think I know. They, it came up with a fun fact. Yes. It's the fun fact on Arena. What? It tells you. It tells you. Yeah. That in your opening hand, it it randomly generates two choices. Ah, I dropped my pen. And then it chooses one that is a better mix of land and spells yeah. to show you for your first mulligan decision. Um, that's It's only for best of ones. I think that only happens in best of ones. In one best games. of ones? Okay. Yes. That makes sense. Um, I'm not 100% certain on that, but I think... Yeah. Um, which makes a lot of sense because best of one is so much harder. Like you don't want to just mulligan your one game. Yeah. That feels bad. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's great. I was yeah. like, wait a second. I've been having a lot, lot, lot less mana troubles. This is just me like. Yeah. Putting a lot some fewer good, mulligans but, for sure. Yeah. And best of one. Like I, I enjoy that. I will say that that is maybe my one. Um, Hold on. We're fighting the Yeah. Pen. Maria dropped her pen. <laughs> Kick it. Kick it. We got it. Uh, so that's maybe my one complaint. And I think that this. What is? 
is the best of one right now being the only option for the sealed on this weekend. It should come out soon, I think. think. Yeah, I think soon it will be best of three. But while it's best of one, and maybe this is honestly because we do play a lot. And I think, I will say that I think I play probably more than the average arena player, right? Like we've, we've been playing longer and we play a lot more frequently than the average arena player. But for me, part of my advantage comes in my ability to sideboard. Well, in a matchup. Yeah. Uh, And so there are times when it's like, oh, in in one of the decks that I built, I didn't have the Deafening Clarion in my main because I was like, well, I'm a little bit more of the aggro deck in this and it kills a lot of my creatures and so I'm not going to play it. Uh, But then there are games where it's like, well, if this were a best of three, I would 100% sideboard this in. Right. Because it turns out that in this particular matchup, they're the beatdown. And I, I know how to transition into being the more controlling deck and how to play against that beatdown. But because I like I don't get another opportunity. Sure. So I feel like there are some times when I'm like, well, I think that in our game one, I probably would be able to better use that information from a game one than my opponent would be. And so I'm losing a little bit of that advantage. For sure. That being said, like I've still felt like I've I've like we've said, I've chained a bunch of events together, so I'm still doing well in all of these queues. And it's some something and about it's a lot it's of nice. Fun. It is true. And it's nice. It's fast. Honestly, you whip through them so like, quickly, <laughs> which feels good. It really does. Because then you just build another one. You don't stop. You're not like, oh, and then I'm gonna go to bed. You're like, I'm gonna go to bed. Wait, Wait. after I open Ooh. and build another seal. <laughs> one pool. more seal. And then I should just play another game. Because I should probably just win. I just want to try. Yeah. And how see how it goes. <laughs> yep, that's 100% it. 100%. So, we <laughs> And you know what? I put it on my my terrible laptop. I have like a, a little garbage Asus laptop yeah. from like 6 years ago yeah. that can barely run a thing. And it can run it? It can run Arena just fine. That's great. So, that's another mark in its favor is that it's my computer can actually handle it. We, back in the early days of the show, used to have a segment called Great Moments in Addiction. Yeah. We talk about how magic was taking over our lives in some way. And we were at the Renaissance Festival in Minnesota, which is great here. And I was buying a mug and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to drink all this mug and play arena. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like everything in my life. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to wear these slippers and play arena. It's so true. I can't wait to put on this pair of pajamas and, and play, play arena. arena. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to listen to this new Spotify playlist while I play, play arena. arena. <laughs> I can't wait to bake this apple pie while I play arena. Oh my God. It's so true. Seriously. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I felt really good last night because I didn't, I wanted to so but bad. But you stopped yourself. And I, instead I, I got some work done and look I, at that dedication oh do you want to actually know what it is what that helps me okay this is megan's hot tip i adore this um there's an app called oh. forest mm-hmm. and there's a lot of apps that can help you with time management and focusing on social you have to on grow social your tree. And, and the way that forest works is that you set a little timer for how long you want to not use your phone and in this case i make myself do it i use um i've used before the pomodoro work method which is little 25 minute segments that you work in so you work for 25 minutes and you take mm-hmm. A little breaking work for 25 so i usually do 25 um and then you when you tap when you plant it it plants a little tree in your forest and if you look <laughs> at your phone before that time is up the tree is dead oh my god i can't handle that and it's so great because all of the trees are so cute and so i want to i want to 
do it all the time because it lets me plant cute little trees. Look at my little forest. <gasps> Your forest Maria. looks great. It's so cute. So you have like a little a little forest full of trees for the longer times, and then there's like little bushes for the shorter times. Excellent. Um, I love, I love it. So I was like, I'm gonna set myself a forest. Yep. For 25 minutes, I'm gonna do 25 minutes worth of work, and that was enough time to get me to focus. But it was like it was a struggle. Uh, I, I know, I'm, right? It was a struggle. I'm like, I've got to go. I've got to build my IKEA cabinet that I've been putting off for literally three months. If yeah. I don't, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. So I've got to do it. I'm not going to play arena. I'm yeah. going to build it. Oh, man. And just stop yep. thinking about it. I won't stop thinking about it, but I'm going to build it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> little updates will come along to arena. Yeah. But in the meantime, by the way, like things like a friends list, which people really want, that is in the works. It is going to happen. Yeah. Being available on Mac will happen as, you know, they promised as soon as it comes out on full release. Who knows when that will happen. But, by the way, things will keep improving as people play the open beta. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's our that's our two cents. Yeah. Go get it. You will have a great time playing it. Also, make sure you're still having a social life and getting the rest <laughs> of your work done. It's a struggle. <laughs> Good luck, high five. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. <laughs> time for flavor text theater movie pitches that's right our first set Yay. the first flavor text theater of a set is always our favorite flavor text theater which is movie yeah. pitches so we're going to crack open this pack of guilds and then we're going to pitch you some movies based on the names of the cards by the way i almost forgot to say this at the top of the episode we have to pick cutest and grossest card in we this do episode. oh we put so it off hard. for There's too so for too long so yeah, yeah it's going to be difficult there's also a lot of cutes card you know this set is, has it all yeah Okay, so imagine you are a big movie executive or TV executive at a network, and we are walking to your office, briefcase in hand, ready to pitch you the newest hit based on the name or flavor of some of these fabulous magic cards. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to come in and pitch you this movie <laughs> that's about a sailor uh-huh. back in the day. Uh-huh. This is a sailor back in the day, and this sailor is on a ship, you know... Doing the job, very proud, uh-huh. but has a bad time on the ship. Aww. Like some, they like people bully the sailor. Oh, are like you are gonna walk the plank. <laughs> some various forms of being mean well, to the sailor. Pirate bullying, yeah, is pirate bullying is the very worst specific. kind. <laughs> and uh, so the sailor gets very mad and finds finds out this is like a superhero origin story that they have the ability to command the weather and wow. so makes a tidal wave and like kills everybody in the ship wow. except for himself. He's like, oh my God, what have I done? And then has to learn to live with the power of being able to change uh, storms at sea and uh, will they turn out to be good or bad? Maybe we never really know. Wow. Command the storm. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Okay. This one is about, um, you know, have you ever been to like the, the new circus you know, like as opposed to the. <laughs> what do you mean? Do you mean like? I mean, like I'm talking about mean, like, like a 21st century circus. No, but I'm like the ones where there's like the big, huge metal ball and the motorcycles drive around inside. That's of it. what you're talking about. That's what I'm talking I about. I thought for sure you're gonna be like, and they're on ropes and gymnastics and trapeze no, no, no. and costumes. I know what Cirque du Soleil is. <laughs> I meant like Barnum and Bailey's, but not old school. But. But Just people in motorcycles riding in a ball. You know what I'm talking about, right? I, 
I know what that is. Yes. What else happens That's at that the circus? That's part that I've seen. I'm just talking about one of those, okay? Okay. So there's one of those, it. and it's part of, like, this big traveling circus, and it's about a guy who's, like, one of the motorcycle riders. Cool. Um, but In. then someone starts murdering people <gasps> at the circus. Oh, spooky. Uh, and he he realizes that he's been... He, so he, before he became this motorcycle cage rider, uh, was a PI and he realizes <laughs> that he has the skills needed to solve this. Um, I got out of that game long time ago. Exactly. And he's going to use his skills as a motorcycle circle Ooh. cage driver and as a PI to solve who is murdering people at the circus. It's called Capture Sphere. <laughs> 100% that's getting made <gasps> on WWE. <laughs> yes. I'm going to make that a movie. So this is a story about a a procedure gone wrong. So this is like oh, no. black and white B-movie horror situation. Okay. And somebody goes in for what's supposed to be a routine brain operation. Uh-huh. But the doctor is, of course, has nefarious purposes and wants to experiment on this person under the knife. Wow. Well, under, <laughs> switches out half of their brain with the brain of a dead murderer. So it's kind of like <laughs> Frankenstein a little yeah, bit. okay. But it's only half. Okay. <laughs> And so they're half murderer. Half murderer, half okay. normal. Okay. Souls them back up. Go on your way until this person is just like, wow, I'm having some very strange thoughts that I don't normally have. <laughs> and, wow, um, I feel more like a murderer than I used to be. <laughs> you know how that feeling can happen yeah, to you from absolutely. time to time. And just starts like, well, they kill somebody, obviously, because that's the half, you know, in a situation where they normally wouldn't have and has to reconcile like, oh, my God, I've been half brain switched. And how do I try and become the the person that I actually am versus this per- part of my murderous brain that's trying to control me some of the time? It's called maniacal rage. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Nice. OK, um, so this one is like a uh it's kind of like a teen movie crossed with a ghost story. Ooh. So it's a another teen, good one. It's a teen movie about um, a girl who's just like she's she's mean to everyone. Yeah. She is like the the classic like center of a little clique. And uh, she is always spreading gossip about other people. And she's always on top of like spreading rumors, whether they're true or whether they're false, but they're only bad rumors, right? That like hurt people's reputations yeah. and hurt people's feelings. A singular um, mean girl. Yeah, but it turns out that the school that she's at, uh, she's used to being the queen bee, and she transfers to a new school. And the new school that she's at is actually haunted uh, by the ghost <laughs> of someone who was bullied when they were in high oh. school. Um, and this ghost, like, resolved, you know, vowed, like, back back when they died, they were like, oh, I'm going to go back to that high school that I remember being so terrible, yeah. and I'm going to try to I'm make it a better it place by, by haunting. haunting. <laughs> you know, if you can use your haunting for good, weird, okay? use your haunting and for so good. And so this new, like, Queen Bee comes in and is trying to spread rumors, <laughs> um, and the ghost makes it so that every time that she tries to say bad things about other people, she loses her voice. Wow. Like, a little bit at a time. And at first, it'll just be for a few minutes, and she's like, oh, that's weird, what was that? But then, like, as <gasps> she keeps trying to tell all these lies, about people or all these secrets she starts permanently losing her voice a little bit at a time it gets hoarser and hoarser and hoarser and quieter and quieter and quieter it's called whispering snitch you know what that's great this reminds me it could be a miss pickle wiggle story 
Who's Miss Pickle Wiggle? Wow! Miss Pickle Wiggle was a series of books for kids. Oh, uh, was she the terrible woman who kind of did scary things to kids? Yes. She, which is this case here. Yeah, it is. This is not a nice ghost. Some kid would not take a bath, and so she planted like a garden on them or whatever and plucked radishes off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the punishment must fit the crime sort oh, of situation. Gross and weird. The Whispering Snitch. Wow. That could be a real movie, too. This next one, I'm going to make a beautifully animated cartoon that doesn't have any dialogue. Um, kind of like what am I thinking of Fantasia? Yeah, but it's gonna be even more. It's gonna be like watercolor animation. It's gonna be gorge. And what happens is there's a bunch of wonderful forest animals, and they find one of the deer comes across these glowing mushrooms in the forest. Yeah, and eats them and becomes human. Wow! And then is now a human, but with the heart and soul of a deer. Yeah, and must go off into the world with this mm-hmm. knowledge, and um. Then, you know, say a skunk comes along and eats the glowing mushroom, turns into a skunk person or whatever. And it's just kind of like there's lovely music and it's just kind of weird, but also pretty. And uh, how do they live this new life? And it's called Glow Spore Shaman because a shaman planted them there. I don't know. Okay, um, this one is a movie about um, a web developer, and her name is Karen. Great. And she, after a couple of years um, working at uh, in web development, she realizes that the company that she's working at is doing things, you know, like super unethically. Yeah. Um, and so in the world of web development, in the world, <laughs> they're doing look. <laughs> I obviously know a lot about web development. I love this. So. I love this. Like, what could they be doing? Like, this leaves a lot of room for creativity. And she decides that rather rather than quitting, she's going to, like, erode it from the inside. Nice. Right? She's going to bring, bring the it place down. down. Um, so it's called Dev Karen Dissident. <laughs> Developer Karen. Dev Karen. Nice. Okay. I, I love a good pun on the movie pitches game. Okay. All right. Here we go. So. There is a young man living in the city, moved to the city from the country to make his fortune as a blog writer. <laughs> you know, you the, know, the folly of young country people, boys everywhere yeah. that moved to the city. And um, it's going to be about the news that's happening. You know, he wants to write it from the real person's perspective on the okay. ground in the streets. So he wants to be a journalist, yes, but for but himself. For himself okay, on a blog. Sure. I right. don't know if that's relevant, but okay. that's what happened in my mouth. Okay. And... Outside of his new city, big city apartment, he lives in an old building that's mostly condemned, but they had one room available. I'll take it. Wait, you can you can condemn a building, <laughs> but, but not one. But, but one not of the rooms, one room. One of the rooms is fine. The rest of the building is like, if you walk in here, it's gonna fall down. Okay, keep going. Just wanted to clarify. <laughs> yes, that is the case. Okay. And outside of his window, he notices two like stone gargoyle-like figures. They're actually two sphinxes. And um, one day he's sitting there trying to have inspiration for what news he's going to blog about. And uh, he notices that the eyes of the sphinxes outside his window are glowing. Oh. And uh, he's just like, whoa, that's really creepy and weird in this old half-condemned building. Yeah. And then he looks down at his article and it has written in it that something has happened. Like a murder has taken place at 32nd and Grand. And he's like, oh my God, I've got to get out there. And he once he gets there, it's happening. So he can stop it. It's an early edition. It's early edition. Or City Watch Sphinx. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'll green light that. Yeah, we've we got to have a, a we need a new early, early edition. edition. Um, okay, so this one is uh, just about 
This is about a, a chemist. This is a long, long time ago. Ooh, okay. Uh, we'll say it's Victorian era. Nice. It's a Victorian era chemist who inherited uh, his chemistry business from his his family, and he's he's never loved it. Um, and he's honestly kind of bitter. He's just like, I didn't want to do this, but I had all these expectations from my family that I would become a chemist just like them. Um, and so he's he's going about it, and he's sort of like. I, just hates it. He hates it. Uh, and his, the business isn't doing well because of it. No one wants to go to this chemist who's like just terrible. Who doesn't care. Exactly. Never like, go to a chemist who doesn't care. Mean. Um, but then, you know, some of the some of the darker elements of London are like, we can we can turn this to our use. Um, and so they they coerce this chemist into becoming one of one of them. Uh, and he becomes their hired poisoner. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Underworld. The costumes are going to be great. Yes. This next one is really dumb. <laughs> but basically, this is I'm, we're making <laughs> we're making the magic movie, which may or may not ever be happening. But in our story, Niv Mizzet is at the center of it. And it's not a drama. It's not an action flick like you might expect in the Magic Universe movie to be. But it is rather a comedy about Niv-Mizzet raising a baby for the first time. Uh-oh, what's going to happen in Niv-Mizzet parent? <laughs> <laughs> Yay, we got a pretty sweet rare. Yeah, rare. By the way, this is going into our October giveaway yeah. that you can enter for this and a bunch of other sweet swag underneath the link in this video or in the show notes for Gleam. Um, okay, so this is about a, um, who oh, follow me on this one. Okay, all right. This is about a mafia family in New York that owns a bagelry. Okay? <laughs> a bagelry, got a bagelry. it. bagelry, but, uh, like that chemists. They business. don't like it. No, their business is just failing. And, okay. And they're just like, what, what can we do? Um, and so someone comes in and is just like, hey, let me, let me refurbish your business. Um, and, and they do, it's called Loxodon Restorer. <laughs> Mostly I was just going for the, for the mafia bagel repun. Yeah. Loxodon. Eat your heart out, Rich Hagen. That's the name of their, <laughs> that's the name of their business. Oh, beautiful. Loxodon. They really play into the fact that, that everyone knows mafia. that they're part of the mafia. Everyone knows, but they make such good bagels. Exactly. Why should we get them in trouble? This movie is set... And let's, you know, it's going to be old, old days in Scotland mm -hmm. and um, ye old days, in ye old days in Scotland. And there's lots of like cool, like grave sites where there's a hill. What is the word I'm looking for? And then they're covered up with stone. And this young girl has heard many tales that so there's a precious treasure inside one of these burial a mounds. Barrow? Yeah. Is that what I'm thinking of? I don't know. Maybe. What's the, what they call uh, them, yeah. the Hobbit. We'll call it that. And she she wants to get in, but but she can't. There's like some magic enchanting her and she can't she can't make it through. But it says, you know, talk to your village and figure out the way. Eventually she figures it out and gets through the barrier of bones, which is the name of the movie, but realizes wow, that they're creepy. all her ancestors. Oh. And the real treasure was the stories they have to tell her from beyond the grave. Oh, nice. Yeah. This one is a kids movie. 
um, about a little goblin um, who doesn't have any friends because every time a friend comes around, he's mean to them. Oh, and it's about his goblin. learning that he can't, if he wants to have friends, he can't just, his first instinct can't be to lash out at them. It's called Ornery Goblin. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Wow, we have some pretty good movies here. Yeah. <laughs> it's always fun to do our first set of movie I pitches. I know. Let's see, Capture Sphere. I <laughs> love Capture that. Sphere. Whispering Snitch. That's already, ha- yeah. that's already in production. Dev Karen. Dev Karen, I love. Hired Poisoner. Yeah. I want to see in I, for it. I love a little, you know, Victorian. Victorian area. story. Uh, I'm very excited for City Watch. City Watch Sphinx also. is the one I'm most into. Yes. Glow Sports Shaman could be beautiful. Yeah. Maniacal I, Rage was made in 1932. I want to see uh, Glow Sports Shaman as a, like a, a little only music, like a yeah. little silent film. Wouldn't that be nice? Like a little silent animated movie. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Yeah. Into it. So yeah, all of these cards and more heading into our October prize package, yes. which means we're going to be drawing our September one at the end of this episode. So we'll let you know who has won that. All right, let's talk magic controversy. <laughs> you know, it's Tuesday. There's it's another one. Tuesday. Why not? <laughs> so we mentioned last week we wanted to talk a little bit about um, the whole controversy that happened because we were very close to it. Yes, we were in the building. We were there when it, yes. we were in the room where it happened. We were working. Yeah, we were working. Yeah, the world championship. I'll admit at, off the top that this is like a little bit difficult to talk about Absolutely. because I came home on Monday and realized as I was talking to other people about my weekend. Um, aside from like some, like, you know, like bad personal things that have happened in my life that have made worse moments. I was like, this is, this is one of the worst. That was one of the worst weekends of my life. That's a pretty big statement. Um, like again, excluding like bad personal things in my life. Sure. It was the, it was the worst. Okay. Well, let's dig into this. I want to say up front that anything we say is not representative of Wizards of the Coast. We're not employees. No. We are contractors. So we're, these are our own opinions. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was... You know, we worked world championships. In case you don't know what happened, Jerry Thompson, one of the players competing, um, who was very beloved in the community, decided to drop out and protest some of Wizards' policies and yeah. did not play the tournament. Yeah. 45 minutes before the tournament started, he alerted, I believe, the staff that he was yeah. not going to play. So the way we found out about it, or at least I did, was about two minutes before I was about to go live on the yeah. air. <laughs> yeah. With Rich at the news desk. Same. For me, it was like when like it happened and then it was like a couple of minutes later when the Reddit post went up and we were all we're all about to start our work day. Yeah. Right. I'm sitting down to be on social media for the weekend. Yep. I'm I'm getting I'm come out of, you know, the green room. where We're all like, oh, we're getting ready to do the show. And someone's like, did you see this? And I'm just like, oh, my God. It yeah. felt like I had been kicked in the face. Yeah. And the stomach and the back (laughs) and the eyeball. Yeah. And I'm just like, Rich must have seen the look on my face as I was walking up to the news desk because I probably look like death. You know, he's like, (laughs) we're just going to get through this. I'm like, yeah. Um, So, yeah. And I think the reason we had such a strong reaction is, well, it's pretty big shock. Yeah. Nobody's done anything like this before. Yeah. But notably, which we alluded to yesterday. Last, last, week. Epi- last week is the comments about coverage. Yeah. Um, and I'll say this at the top. I spent a lot of time thinking about oh, what yeah. I wanted to say. We've, got, we've had a week or so. Yeah, exactly. And even before when we, like, we talked about maybe talking about it last week, but then we yeah. had Judge Rob on. It's like, no, we want to honor like Judge Rob being on and people who really appreciate the Judge Rob episode for just being the information drop that they need right before yeah. the pre-release. Um, and so even like uh, going Javier's into that. Wind. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and Javier who like had an amazing thing. Yeah. Like it was an amazing finish. It was so great. Um, 
like the one thing that I came down to, that it boiled down to for me is remembering that it's like someone can be right and wrong at the same time. Yeah. Which is what it comes down to for me. I think that Jerry is both right and wrong about a lot of the things sure. that he wrote. Yeah. Uh, which is complicated sometimes, right? A it lot very, of times, it, like it instinctually, really I think a lot of people who supported him want everything to be right. It's like, yes, everything that he said is correct. Um, and people who are hurt by what he said want everything to be wrong. And it's hard to live with the understanding that it's like, guess what? He's It's both. He's both right and wrong about some and things. And in a world of fast information sharing and and memes and like trying to jump on trains before they leave the station so everyone can be on the same side or whatever. That's a very hard viewpoint to take because yeah. it's not it's not a hot take. No, it's not a hot take. <laughs> right? It's like it's the most middle of the line take. <laughs> like, guess what? You're right and you're wrong. <laughs> if you don't know what he said specifically about coverage in his statement, it was that coverage is abysmal. Yes. And that the only thing that they have to show for changes in the last several years is an advantage bar. Yes. And I listened. And he also said we need different commentators. Yes. People who, quote, know the game, understand the game, can talk about it at a high level, something like that. I shouldn't say quote. That's not a direct quote. But it's something along those lines. And I listened to Jerry on Cedric's podcast today where he walked back a lot of this statement. He said, I should not have said coverage is abysmal. I shouldn't have made that joke about the life bar. Yeah. But the fact is, you did say it. Yeah. And a lot of people are not going to hear the Cedric interview. Yeah. They heard this great big atomic bomb that you dropped and saw it. And they're going to take that at face value. Yeah. And... Like at the end of this entire thing, what are they going to take away? They're going to remember the first thing that you said. Yeah. So it's just like, you know... That statement was very hurtful, not just because like this is our job and somebody's coming in and being like, you suck at your job. Yeah. Which is what, what it was. <laughs> which is what it was. Yes. But also because I think of a lot of what Megan and I do is representative too. Yeah. Not only are we doing our job as our, as our individual selves there as Maria and Megan, but we're being visible women in yeah. that space, which is pretty new. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we wish it could be greater. Yeah. But there there it is. And lumping that important fact into the word abysmal is like pretty hurtful on a number of levels. Yeah. Um, it feels like and it's like nothing has changed. Like all we have to show for it is the life advantage or like the life advantage part. It's like so what what you're saying is that like an accomplishment, a place where we feel like we've made strides, and we honestly it's hard work what we do. Um, yeah. It is difficult. And I'm not just talking about going to an event and actually working it. I mean that it is emotionally difficult to go and be a woman working at a magic event. 100%. All the time. All the time. Um, every is, minute. Exactly. Every, like everything. Every minute you, f- about you have difficult. a weight dragging your heart down. Yes. Which is, sounds like a terrible thing to say. But guess what? Women have yes. to live with that every day exactly. in a number of different careers. So yes. you understand. Um, and so, and it's, so it's just like looking at, it's like, oh, so what you're saying is that what we're doing, um, the work that we, that we love doing, but also that we are making a personal sacrifice, like an emotional sacrifice to do means nothing to you. Yes. You don't even see it. You don't even see it. That's the hurtful thing. Yes. It's like, we've, we've done a lot of hard work and, and a lot of it is, you you don't care. Right. Or it's just invisible to you. And I think too, 
the, this statement from him, which again, he has walked back, but we, we still need to comment on the first thing that he wrote because that is, like we said, what is most visible to people. Yeah. And what everybody responded to. Um, what was I going to say? I'm losing my train of thought here. Is that, you know, some people in the community fully supported every word that he wrote. Yeah. And I don't think they really did. I think they just like, you know, saw Again, it they and want, responded. You feel it and you want it to be all right or all wrong. Right. And that that was particularly hurtful to me personally. Yes. Because you're my peers. We'll be honest. We have friends. We, we have, have people friends. who are maybe listening to this right now <laughs> who, who we saw replying or we saw retweeting or we saw commenting with just like yes to all of this. Yeah. And we just want you to know what you said. You said that you echoed the same thing. You told us that what we do doesn't matter. Yeah. And so that 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 hurt. And we, we understand that it might have been a knee jerk reaction or whatever. So I'm not going to be like, you know, like saying, calling you like you're terrible. But just like, you know, all we're saying is matters. that this is something that happened that hurt us. And in yeah. some cases, it's people that we know and it's people that we consider friends um, who, who did something that hurt us. Yeah. And I don't. I'm past the point in my life where I will live quietly with someone having hurt me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. And you know, it's super personal to us. So we can't like completely devoid ourselves. We work with these people yeah. and they're like our family. Yeah. We love them. And the work that they do, everybody tries so hard to be excellent at their job. Yeah. You know, can we improve? Absolutely. Yeah. Have we been improving? I will say absolutely to that as well. Yeah. So are there still things that are bad? Like, again, it comes yes. down to... Even within just the one aspect of coverage, he's not he's not all wrong. Right. There are elements of coverage that do need to be improved on. Yes. Um, but he's also not all right. Yeah. <laughs> and can we do it? Yeah. Yes. I believe we can. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just don't think it's fair to say that they're that they're that Wizards is not listening to people, is not trying to change things. I would say that they are, and they're yeah. trying very, very hard. I would say that sometimes some of the problems that people are like talking about where it's just like, like the pro players club thing just keeps changing. Yeah. And it's like, they're not just doing that on a whim. They're legitimately trying to find the right answer. Um, and it's difficult when you're having to be the person who's like being buffeted by the winds of that change. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that they're not listening. It means that like they're trying and that they're that they're wrong sometimes. Yeah. Um, or, but it, it's not because they're being callous towards you. No, I think that's very important yeah. is, you know, we don't work for them. We're not inside the building every day, but we do no. work with a lot of people who work for them. Yeah. And it's just my personal opinion that putting them into this bad guys club of like, they're evil. They're making decisions cavalierly. They don't yeah. care is simply false. Yes. And, I think in the future they're going to demonstrate that even better and continue to work on it. Yeah. And I think they have been making a serious and concerted effort in the past few months to really change that. Yeah. And he did kind of comment on the new, what are they called? Um, the, the pro players that are coming in to help yeah. change things as the, yeah. that's not going to do anything. I think that's Which is super very offhand. Which for those people also to hear. And, and doesn't, you know, you can't just, I don't think you can just say, well, because of these things, this means X won't happen in the future. Yeah. I just don't think that you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, you can plan the outcome with these different variables that have been inserted yeah. at this point in time. Um, yeah. yeah. I will say, I also, I think like, I mean, since we're talking about it, this isn't Smith, like 
one of the things that was difficult for me, especially about the coverage piece, is that I've, like, I'll be honest, like, I, I think sometimes about quitting coverage. Um, and when it, what it comes down to a lot of the time is, is the pro players that I have to work with, honestly. Um, some of them are really wonderful. Some of them are people that I'm like, I'm so glad that I know them, um, because they're, they're kind and they're hardworking, you know, and they, right. They're like people that I'm glad to know. That being said, there are many more of them that are, that are, that can be really disrespectful. That can be, and some of them that can be like just unkind. Yeah. Um, and it is exhausting. And I'm not going to like, right. It's so, it's difficult to talk about because I think people look at the pro players and it's like, oh, these are people that we look up to, or these are people that are the great of the game. These are people that have been awful to me. Yeah. Uh, There's some of them that have been great and there's a a lot of them that have been terrible and it makes me want to quit sometimes. Um, And it's pitting that group of players against a set of people who have been there for me when I am struggling through those moments. When I'm like, I come back from a tournament and it's like, I had an interaction with like this player and this player and it was it made me feel horrible. Yeah. Like I like I'm upset and I'm exhausted and I don't want to do this. And it's the people who are my bosses um or the people that I, you know, that I report to at Wizards who have been there to support me and been like, "Hey, like these are the things that you can do in those situations. Like talk to us and tell these tell us about these things." Sure. Um and so it's hard for me to also read something that's just like, "Oh, the calling the group of people that has supported me just like broadly bad and the people that have been horrible to me broadly good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> was a difficult thing for me to read. Absolutely. It kills me uh, to to hear this kind of stuff, but it's a, it's a truth that, that you know we have to deal with. Yeah. And it's like work. I get it. Some of these people are your friends and they're they are good people and they don't realize that they're treating other people poorly. Um, but it does like, I'm just acknowledging it as another thing. One that makes it difficult for me, mm-hmm. um, to have like read what he was writing. Um, and two, because it's something, like I said earlier, like I, I feel like I'm moving past the part of my life where I will take people treating me poorly and not sure. say anything about it. Sure. Um, so many like, instances yeah. in their, in life, women have to just swallow yeah. a lot of this happening to them and just smile and be like, great. Great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where I feel like that I'm kills at, you a little I'm bit every time. Sometimes where it's just like, well, this is my job right now. And like, I need to do this um, for for work. Like, I need to be kind to you or I need to be polite to you, even though you're over here basically treating me like garbage. Yeah. And it sucks. <laughs> I will say, you know, we've talked about this, you know, at length throughout the tournament and afterwards and everything. And, uh, you know, a lot of points we agree with um, and some things we agree with to an extent. Yeah. Uh, you know, I will say like broadly overall, you know, obviously it'd be fabulous if we could pay, pay out further down, if we could pay yeah. more money. Um, we would all love this. That being said, I'm just going to state my personal opinion here as a player who has never like seriously made an attempt at the pro tour. But before I did coverage and all this, I was going to GPs. I was yeah. flying to them. I was playing. I wanted to do well. Did yeah. I ever feel like I was being sold a false bill of goods from Wizards of the Coast? No, I did not. Yeah. I did not feel like, and even if I had achieved that level, I would not be like, I expected to have a mansion and a car and a living wage by playing this game. I don't, this is my personal opinion. I don't believe that's what they're selling. Yeah. Maybe other people feel differently, but to me personally, 
It's a game I'm playing for fun. I can win some money at it. If I'm extra good, I can maybe even make a living off it. Holy cow. Maybe it's not a great living, but I'm getting some money. Maybe I can write. Maybe I can do a podcast to, you know, add to that. But I don't ever feel like I was sold. Do this and it will be your life and we will pay for your life. I don't. I do wonder if that's like some of that's like a difference in perspective, though. Because some of these pros are people who have been playing a lot longer. And like, I don't know what the messaging was when they became pro players sure um that's fair but at the same time i feel like that's something that i'm also willing to acknowledge as like i get that there are concerns that pro players talk about that i can't understand yeah because i do not live in the same place with the game that they do yeah um and then but at the same time i think that sometimes we could also use more acknowledgement for like the huge player base that's just casual players that just loves the game yeah absolutely um, which are at the end of the day the people that we want to be here for the for the podcast, yes. honestly, like we do talk about PPTQs and we talk about RPTQs and getting better. But at the end of the day, I think what we want our podcast to be about is just the joy of playing magic. For sure. Um, and we want to acknowledge that there's a lot of people who aren't going to who aren't going to go to GPs or who don't and this want to be on dream the pro too. tour. And that, exactly like that's not part of the way that they live with magic. And we want them to have joy in the game and we want to talk about them and acknowledge them and like celebrate them because we think that everybody absolutely (laughs) and i think like you mentioned a lot of times the viewpoint of those players gets drowned out yeah and i think it's a little too bad because they are the majority yeah let's be honest here they're the ones paying the bills (laughs) exactly so all all of those boxes of unstable oh yeah that too that too so anyway i don't know like the stuff it was it's Right, like, like there's I said. right and wrong. Like star building, yeah, we could do a better job about Absolutely. that. Absolutely, I think that's very true. I think a lot of the um, a lot of the stuff that talked about like the lead up to the world championship mm-hmm. not being big enough, I completely agree with. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's I, reasons for that, by the way. Yeah. So they they weren't just callously being like, oh, who cares, world championship? Yeah. It's business stuff. And could they have been better at that about a year ago, six months ago? Probably. Absolutely. But here's yeah. the thing. It wasn't malicious. Yes. It wasn't just like, we're not going to It wasn't forgetful. This. Yeah. It was none of those things. Anyway. Um, but yeah. yeah. So, ugh. And it was just, it was a difficult weekend. Yeah. How do you feel now a couple of weeks out from this? Um, you know, I don't, that's a great question. I don't know. Yeah. That's fine. Um, I think, I think I've... I've managed to be a lot more, um, I've gotten a lot calmer about it than I was. Yeah. Like I said, I've, I've basically arrived at the point where I'm just like, some of it is, some of what he said was valid. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I need to acknowledge that. That's important. And it's important Um, to talk about how we felt when we saw this. Exactly. But at the same time, there's also the part of me that was hurt um the part of me that had a terrible weekend because of what happened and the part of me that knows that some of what he said was wrong um and some of what he said was uh was hurtful because it was it did you know it felt like what we do is invisible um and like i also it's also okay for me to feel that way yeah so yeah i'm glad we took a minute out to talk about this 10 minutes 15 minutes however long 20 minutes (laughs) a lot of minutes (laughs) <laughs> a lot of minutes a lot of minutes yeah and i the main takeaway is what you said off the top you know this isn't black and white this is pepper yeah this is pepper <laughs> wow good luck high five this, this is, is pepper, pepper. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag this is pepper yeah and i think i don't know at the end of the day what it comes down to for me and i just want to reiterate is that we we love everyone who plays the game of magic 
Yeah. Um, it's a it is the best game in the world. That's yes. just a straight up fact as far as I'm yes. concerned. Which is why sometimes like when I talked about there are pro players who are terrible. I think why it extra hurts is because it's like I include you in the people who are important to me because they play the game of magic. I don't just think that casual players are important. I don't just think that pros are important. I think that everybody who plays magic is important and wonderful. And like, I want to celebrate them and the way that they choose to love playing the game. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. And all I'm really asking is like that anyone else who's playing is also taking that time to be like, Hey, even if the way that you play the game is different from how I play the game, I'm still going to celebrate that. Yeah. It's still magic at the end of the day. It's still valid. Exactly. And know that we, as much as we can do, are doing yeah. everything we can to increase the quality and make coverage better from our standpoint. Yeah. We're continually working hard at it. We want to do better every single time we come to our job. And I think everybody on the team is the same way. And I would, I would say, hey, I maybe consider that things are going in a positive direction and will continue to go in that way. Cause I do truly believe that I believe people have had a kick in their butt before this was written and we're moving in a positive direction and they're going to continue to do so being on a, being a part of a company that's a subsidiary of another much larger company turning a boat that size (laughs) You can't turn on a dime. You don't turn a big boat on a dime. As the, much- the Titanic taught us anything. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now we're comparing it to the Titanic. That's a terrible thing. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> I mean, I've been a part of a big company, and it wasn't even that big. It was pretty small, all things considered. And getting a sea change there was like... Yeah. And while it might be like, just do this, it's super easy. It's not always the case in a company, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. I'm not trying to make excuses for them. I'm just trying to say this is how the real world operates exactly. in a giant company. Which is why sometimes it's like, why hasn't this changed? And it's like, well, they, they're starting to implement it, but you're not going to see it for six months. <laughs> yeah. And it's unfortunate, but that's the way it works. Yeah. Me and Megan, we can change. We can change our name today. Exactly. Again. Again. Because we're two people. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> This is now called salt and pepper. <laughs> Ooh, are we going to write salt and rock? Wait, are we going to write sweet wraps? Take it. That name is very taken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. That's enough of that. Yeah. It's time for us to name cutest and grossest card, finally, because we've been just it, yeah just putting it off and putting it off it's and we've really had people come up our to time. us like you've got a name and i'm like you're right you've spent too long without a king or queen or monarch in these categories for guilds of ravnica yep. i will say this as we've said lots of cute cards in this set also lots of gross lots cards. of gross cards yeah cute cards uh a lot of people pressuring me <laughs> yeah to choose affectionate indrick guess yes. what i'm not gonna choose it wow that's all i have to say about that i think it is cute but it's too pushed it for me cute. i had a lot of people equally uh pushing me to choose um what is it generous stray oh yeah generous stray which is our runner-up because i would normally choose the cat but i don't want to yeah. just snap choose cats and have that's that fair. be my thing because oh. i do think it could be cuter i mean it's a stray it's kind of a little ragged yeah but it's giving me a lizard, so that's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, what about Burglar Rat? Burglar Rat. Very cute. Oh, I it love burgles. Burglar Rat. It's high on the list. Oh, it's so cute. But I had to go with my gut 
of when I saw this card. Every wow, time I saw it. These. When, <laughs> wow. I knew you're, Megan is not going to be happy with this answer. When I saw that, every time I see this card, I get a happy little feeling because I'm like, this is just adorable. And the concept behind it is adorable. I think that's adding to it. Okay. And the winner of cutest card for Guilds of Ravnica is Demir Spybug. <laughs> what? <laughs> The idea of little tiny bugs flying around and spying on people. I think no. that's adorable. You're the worst. And you know what? It comes from too is in Star Wars, that little um, probe droid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at these are its legs. When it flies around, it's like. I love that thing. I love the probe droid. So I think this is where it's coming from in my heart. Demir spy bug. You may be disgusting, but you're also friggin cute and you spy on me. That's adorable. You're a little bug. You have a job. That's cute. Yeah. There you go. Gosh, I'm mad, but okay. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Here's a runner up. Spinal centipede. Ugh. Freaking disgusting. Gross. Keep your spine on the inside where it's supposed to be. Also, centipedes, worst bug. Yeah, I, I agree they're with that. There is no the bug top. worse than a centipede. Well, there probably are. I don't, but I don't want to know about them. I don't want to know about them. I don't. Them. No. In my home, centipedes, Ugh. the worst You're only bug. supposed to have a few legs, but you have no, way too many legs so many for legs. comfort. So many legs. But the grossest card <gasps> is... The demon made of arms itself. <laughs> Doom Whisperer. It's made of arms. It's made of arms. It is made of arms. Where is its body? Does it have I intestines? Don't even know. I suppose it, it is demon. Made of arms. Doesn't need intestines. Oh boy. Megan, you might be seeing a Arena lot of this card. It even has like an animation oh. that Ugh. happens where it's a bunch of arms reaching out. It's so creepy. Of, oh, look at it. It's made of arms, Maria question Megan of arms. have you seen a uh, nightmare sphinx animation on arena yes that is also really spooky. spooky it's very spooky though it's not gross no it's spooky. nightmare sphinx is more spooky yeah um if we had a spooky we can name it spookiest card it's for spookiest october card spooky happy card. october everybody spooky night dream, what's it called nightmare sphinx nightmare sphinx i just said it wait no, what is it's Dream, Dream Eater. Eater. Dream Eater Sphinx? And it's a Nightmare Sphinx? It, That's a it, creep, creature type? type is Nightmare Sphinx. Okay, we got there. But we're just, we'll just call it Nightmare Sphinx. <laughs> Dream Eater. Creepy <sighs> beard face but thing. But Doom Whisperer. Demon made of arms. Well, uh, there you go. Oh, boy. Your cutest and grossest card for Guilds of Ravnica. May they their reign be long and strong. Yeah. Throughout Guilds wow, of Ravnica. I can't believe you. Collaborate and listen to this. Nice. Which is us telling you that Ultra Pro is great. I really wanted like stop the podcast. <laughs> Collaborate with Ultra Pro. Listen. listen to Good Luck High Five. Nice. That's good. Thank you. That's good. Well, I got there on the second try, which is what counts. Hey, one of our sponsors, Ultra Pro, they support the show, so they must be great. This is a yep. math equation, algebra, simple as that. That's right. Algebra, the simplest of the complex maths. I agree with that statement. It was the only other I really math do. I could ever do. You know, geometry was like more frustrating to me than I expected it to be. I was very bad at geometry. I wasn't like, I just remember it being, it was just that it was more difficult than I expected. I was like, it's just shapes. <laughs> Shouldn't this be like tangram? Like, it just feels like it should be easier because it's shapes. And you're like, I understand shapes on, a, like, a basic conceptual level. Anyways. Were you at your pre-release this past weekend and thought to yourself, geez, I need a new deck box? Oh, I think Guess that what? a lot of the time. Here's some great options for you. Yes. We've got this 
is one of my favorites. This M2 deck box here. Yes. Holds 75 double sleeve cards. Looks great. Has a dice holder. Also, it says 75 double. Okay, double sleeved. Because I was going to say, I put my 100, I put my first commander deck in this in sleeves. Um, Nice. I, I loved it. You can great. also choose this Ultra Pro Satin Tower deck box, which yeah. is, looks indestructible. Yeah. It looks... And very nice. Yeah, it's lovely. It has lovely. a beautiful satin finish. Um, also, sleeves, dice, dice. playmats. Yes. Anything that you could use to enjoy a great game of magic. Ultra Pro, where the pros go. And also you. Also us. <laughs> Whatever you want to call us. Whatever we are. What are we? I don't know. Humans. Human beings. We're definitely for sure humans. Definitely. (laughs) These humans recommend all Hey everybody, that's this week's episode. We sure talked about a lot. Wipe your hands. Wiping my hands. Yeah, we are. All right, so I'm gonna tell you the winner of our drawing for September. By the way, enter this. Yeah. Not a lot of people do. You have a good chance. Wow. Emily Wood from Canada. Emily. Congratulations. congratulations. Are you, you sure Canada, not California? It is Canada. Okay, good. I just wrote CA. Oh, I didn't. I wanted to make sure. Yeah. For Canada. <laughs> Canada. In this case. Yeah. Yeah. You can enter through what, the link underneath the YouTube video or in the show notes. Gleam is the name of the contest. And you can enter by subbing to our YouTube channel or our, our Twitch channel. So, yeah, you've got some options there. Yeah. Speaking, Speaking of. of Twitch. Uh, yeah. Wow. wow, that was jinx. a jinx. Uh, Twitch.tv slash GLHF Magic. We're streaming a lot of Guild Arena because we can't stop great. playing it. It is excellent. It's so good. So if you're unsure, come check it out with us. Yeah. Uh, we'll give you the what's what on the hoppity hip hop. <laughs> and you can check us out on YouTube at YouTube.com slash high 5 We're not GLHF Magic on YouTube because we have expanded our content. We're not only magic. We're also doing board game reviews. That's right. Yeah. This week we reviewed Azul. Azul, one of my all-time favorite games. Maria loves Azul and it's beautiful. It's so just go check it out. Like just take a look at it because you will want to buy it you will want to play it as i was editing the video yeah i looked over at maria and i was like just watching this makes me want to play I it mean, right seriously now. it's such a perfect it's game it's so fun it's a great gift if you yeah. know a gamer if it's a great gift for yourself if you're like yeah. treat yourself yeah you'll want to play it a million times excellent gorgeous yeah so that's a game there and you use a drafting element yeah so it's like put those magic skills to use exactly all right thanks once again to everybody who supports on patreon.com slash glhf magic go there and support today if you've been thinking about it or even if you haven't why not make this the month that you choose to support the show and join everybody who's already doing it in uh helping us out and making content that you enjoy every single week that's right you can also contact us through the website or on twitter at glhf magic if you listen to us talk about the jerry thing and you're like i have some complicated feelings that i'd like to tell you sure yeah tell us all right you can find us at twitter at glhf magic same as instagram and facebook nice we're everywhere you can't get away from us (laughs) just try this is threatening (laughs) Until next week, good luck. High five. five.